Well, hey there. Welcome to the Kim Constable podcast. I hope you enjoyed yesterday's live training episode and this very special series of five bonus episodes that we are bringing to you from the five day shredded body challenge. I am not going to talk for long today. I just wanted to say a quick hello before I send you over to the masterclass today. So please do enjoy this and don't forget to leave me a review in the podcast if you want to win one of our sculpted vegan programs and I will see you tomorrow for another bonus episode. Okay, talk to you soon. Bye. I have had the best time reading all your dirty little secrets. And let me tell you, it actually spawned or made me think that I have a dirty little secret of my own, which I am going to share with you today. Because although many of you were sharing your dirty little secrets, there were probably many of you who have not shared your dirty little secrets. And if you're new to this live and you haven't watched any of the other ones and you're here now thinking, what in God's name is she talking about? Then you're going to have to go back and watch yesterday's live. Because what I asked is for everybody to share their dirty little secrets of how and where and when they sabotage themselves whenever they are dieting or whenever they're falling off the wagon. And we've had so many wonderful people talking about um, about how they um, they eat food when they're driving, when no one else can see them, or they are crisp munchers, which oh, crisps, uh, potato chips, you call them in America, we call them crisps. So they're like, you know, we'll, um, we'll just like eat a whole bag and pretend they didn't. Uh, alcohol or wine was some other people's downfalls. And you know what's been amazing? The reason why I love doing these challenges is because I learn something new every single time I do them. And, you know, I... I love to teach and I love to teach strategies and I love to teach, as you can see, you know, about macros and carbs and proteins and body fat and all that kind of stuff. But, and I do teach the emotional things as well, but up until now, I guess a lot of my teaching has been about, um, you know, I always say like, just pull up your big girl panties and get on with it. Just, you know, um, stop suffering and, and just choose to do it. And you just have to get on with it. And that does work for some people, and I definitely, I'm the kind of person that does work for, but through going through these challenges, what I've realized is that a lot of us, me included, and I'm going to share a dirty little secret with you in a minute. I just want to make sure that there's a lot of people on to fully witness my humiliation as I share this with you. And I, but what I realized is that we can't achieve any kind of body goal. We can't achieve any kind of greatness. We can't achieve any kind of permanent change if we're not willing to be honest with ourselves. And I do have a whole podcast on this about personal accountability and personal honesty, and people love it. It's one of their favorite episodes. I think it's, I don't know, 43 or something. I really am not sure what episode it is, but um, it, is a, it is a really good episode. And I talk about personal honesty and personal accountability, but what it never occurred to me to teach up until now, or what never occurred to me was to um, was to really talk to the, have you talk to the part of yourself that hides, the part of yourself that um, is disintegrated, if you like. And that's actually just reminded me of a story, which I'm going to tell you now. Um, yesterday, we were sharing our dirty little secrets. Loads of you were sharing them in in the group, and I want to tell you why I have realized that this is so important. Okay, I literally had an epiphany last night. And so the reason why I had an epiphany is because I always talk about how someone is integrated whenever their behavior matches their beliefs. So we as human beings are not perfect. And whenever we're little kids, we develop coping strategies in order to be able to move through life. So when we get scared or when we get angry or when things happen to us, there someone yells at us and we don't understand why they're yelling or we're in a scary situation, quite often because we're little and we're not cognizant, we don't have, um, we're not fully cognitive, which doesn't usually happen until puberty, we have experiences that we can't make sense of. We can't make sense of them because we don't have full cognition yet. And so, but because we need to move forward in the world, because we can't just stay still and try and figure out why this thing happened, we have to move forward. Quite often, we take that part of ourselves that was scared or that part of ourselves that was um, hurt or was fearful or was angry or was punished by a parent, and we take that scary feeling and we 
bury it and we put it to one side and we don't ever come back and look at it again because and the reason why we do this is because we have to move forward so we have this scary thing that happened my brain tries to compute how this this scary thing happened my brain can't make sense of it but because i have to keep going i put it aside and i don't look at it okay so every single human being has these parts of themselves that they hide now sometimes we hide them willingly Sometimes we hide them knowingly. Sometimes we aren't even aware of them. And sometimes we actually, they're so bad to us, so abhorrent, so scary that we don't even wanna look at them. And so this is what I've realized happens with our dirty little secrets. We, we have these parts of ourselves that we hide. We hide them from others and we deny that we have them in ourselves, which is how it allows the behavior to exist. And really bringing these behaviors out into the open and admitting them in a safe space that this is, admitting them, talking about them, and not allowing them to, 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 to stay hidden anymore is actually the first step to transforming them. And it reminded me of a story I heard years ago in an NLP training that I was taking. They were talking about how we have these fragmented parts of our personality. And you have this as well. I have this as well. So there's the part of you that wants to show up, the part of you that is committed to losing body fat, is committed to going to the gym, that wants to get up early in the morning, that sees this body goal that you set for yourself. And there's this part of you that absolutely 100% wants to do that and is going for that, right? And you're excited and you're motivated and, it's, and, and you want the change. In fact, you want it so badly it hurts sometimes. And then you have this other part of yourself sometimes which is the dirty little secret part, which sabotages you. But the thing is, you don't want to give any, you don't want to pay any attention to it. You don't want to, you don't want to give it any, any, you don't want to feed it, if you like, because you're afraid if you feed it or acknowledge it or talk about it or whatever, it either means something really bad about you, like you are dirty and bad and, and not worthy of love and attention, which is so not true. Or it means that you may actually have to give it up and you're not willing to give it up, but you're not actually ready to be honest about the fact that you're not willing to give it up. So how does this play out? Well, I remember hearing this story a few years ago about um, a guy who was going to therapy. And I think he was going to therapy. Um, I can't remember who the therapist was or what the therapist was doing. I think it was Ericksonian therapy or, and I'm not really familiar with a lot of the therapies to be honest, but whatever this process or this integration that this guy did on him, this guy was coming to therapy and he was coming to therapy because he wanted to stop drinking. He was an alcoholic and he wanted to stop drinking. And so every week he would come to therapy and he would talk to the therapist and he would say, yes. And they would talk about why he drinks and he would talk about the triggers of him drinking and they would talk about um, you know, when he drank and, and what caused him to drink and they would really try and break down into all of the causes as to why this guy couldn't stop drinking. And then they would do the work and then they would, you know, he would go away and he would come back the next week and the therapist would say, well, how did you do? And the guy would say, oh, you know, he said, well, you know, I did okay. I like, I managed to go four days without drinking four days. And then I went on a drinking binge and I couldn't, you know, I couldn't stop. And, and the guy would say, say, well, it's okay. And so they would do a little more work and a little more integration. The guy would leave. And then he, he would come back the next week and he would say, how did you go? And he would say, oh my God, I did amazing. Like I got to six days, but then yesterday just, I fell off the wagon and I drank again and I, I just couldn't help it. And, and the guy said to him, like, why, you know, they, they just couldn't seem to get to the bottom of this. He said to him, the therapist said, why do you think, you know, why does this happen or what's the trigger? And the guy said, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I really, really, really want to stop drinking. And this guy was coming to therapy because he really wanted to stop drinking. Like he was spending thousands of dollars on therapy and he was committed to showing up every week and he never missed a session. And the therapist really felt that, you know, they would, he felt that they would make progress and, and then the guy would fall back again. And sometimes he would go weeks without drinking. And then other times he would just completely fall off the wagon and he would binge drink for several days. So one week he was chatting to, the therapist was chatting to this guy and he said to him, out of interest, what do you drink? And the guy said, Jack Daniels. And he said, bourbon drinker, yeah? And he said, yeah, Jack Daniels. It's my joint bollage, love Jack Daniels. And the guy said, oh, okay, interesting. So he said, well, we'll meet back here next week again. So the, 
the guy came back next week and he said to him, you know, well, how did you get on this week? And the guy said, well, you know, whatever. And the therapist said, wait, stop. And the guy stopped and he, and he opened his bottom drawer and he pulled out a bottle of Jack Daniels and he set it on the table and he said, first, let's have a drink. And the guy went, great. And the therapist went, fantastic. That's the guy I want to talk to, not the other guy who comes to therapy every week. And so by slamming the bottle of Jack Daniels on the table, what the therapist did was he brought out the other part of the guy that he was hiding away. That part wasn't coming to therapy every week. The part that was the part of the guy who was coming to therapy every week was the guy who wanted to give up drinking, the guy who was determined to not drink anymore, the guy who didn't want to be spending all this money and ruining his family and having his marriage suffer. So there was one part of the guy who was coming to therapy who desperately wanted not to drink anymore, but there was the other part who just couldn't give up the Jack Daniels. But the therapist was getting nowhere dealing with the good part of the guy. What he needed to do was have a conversation with the guy who drank the Jack Daniels. And I love that story because it, it really reminded me as I was reading all the dirty little secrets, it reminded me of the guy with the drinking problem. Because unless we, and I'm gonna tell you my dirty little secret in a wee second, okay? Unless we bring our dirty little secrets to the surface and we voice them out loud, and we talk about them and we examine them and we acknowledge them and we figure out why that behavior exists, we'll never transform it. So I don't want you to be like the guy who goes to therapy. I don't want you to come to these five-day trainings with your best self. I don't want you to bring the part of you that wants to get fit and is committed to changing your lifestyle and is, you know, and is 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 excited about the body goal and wants to start transforming and went to the gym three days in a row and now you feel amazing. I don't want to talk to that part of you because that part of you is doing just fine. That part of you is highly motivated, very excited, and is going to take you far if you will allow me to talk to the other part of you. Because if you are overweight, if you are constantly falling off the wagon, if you cannot keep your diet over the long term, if you are hiding food and eating it in the car, if you're eating while you're cooking so that nobody watches, nobody um, nobody sees you, if you're telling your family you're going to the gym and you're really driving to McDonald's and eating four burgers, which I saw someone in the group wonderfully confessed, then we need to talk to that part. We need You need to bring that part to these sessions because bringing this other motivated part is not gonna get you anywhere. So I was, so I was thinking last night, this is really kind of embarrassing for me to tell you and it's, it's doubly embarrassing and I'll tell you why. It's not that it's embarrassing. I don't, I don't get embarrassed because but I'll tell you why, why it was embarrassing was because I, it didn't even occur to me that I had this too. It didn't even occur to me I had this too because I'm ripped. I have muscles. I've, I've built a multi-million dollar worldwide company. I train in the gym every day. I do my cardio. I'm fucking perfect, right? No, I am absolutely not perfect. Now, am I more consistent than I'm inconsistent? Yes, but that's okay. That's why I'm successful. But there is a part of me that I still hide. And I didn't realize that I hid it until I started going through this process with you guys. So I want you to know that I may be sitting here teaching this to you, but I also am going through transformation with you, okay? Highly self-aware, love being aware of these things because then I can bring them out in the open. So here's my dirty little secret, you ready? So in my house, there are two of us that are fully vegan. There's me and there's my son, Kai my second son, and he's very, very, very devout. Now, the rest of the family are vegetarian. Um, my chef cooks only vegan food, so we don't really have, we don't really eat vegan food, or we don't really eat non-vegan food. The kids will will eat, you know, veg everything is is vegan that, that, that he cooks them. But in the house, because some of the kids are vegetarian, we do have things like cheese, regular dairy cheese. We don't have any dairy milk, uh, but we would have dairy cheese, and we would have dairy chocolate, okay? And so... Um, not very much dairy chocolate, but my kids like to have, you know, one, we buy those like little, not the miniature bars, but like the fun size bars. I don't know whether we have a chocolate here called dairy milk and dairy milk is a, is a UK based chocolate and it's absolutely delicious. And it's not vegan because it has milk in it. 
And dairy milk do these bars called Wispa bars, okay? Whenever I was younger, I loved Wispas. Wispas were my favorite chocolate ever. And then they brought out a Wispa mint for a few years, which really took over as my favorite chocolate. And then they discontinued it. I hate it when they do that. So recently I was dieting. I'm not dieting at the minute, but I was dieting um, because I was going to be doing a photo shoot. And I, whenever I'm dieting, I usually, especially if I'm on a short time frame, I cut my calories quite hard and I increase my cardio. And so I do feel hungry a lot of the time. And just as an FYI, see when you're dieting, you are going to feel hungry, right? But you just have to get get comfortable with feeling hungry because nothing happens when you're hungry. It's just a feeling in your body, right? Nothing happens. So I, I, there was one day I was in making coffee and our coffee machine is in our pantry. And to the right of the coffee machine in the pantry is the snack drawer. And it's the drawer where we would keep all our protein bars and the kids chocolate would be in there. And so our chef Lee does all the shopping and he, he does all the grocery shopping. And so he had bought for Jack, our youngest, he had bought, you know, like a, a whatever, a 10 pack of these Wispa, fun size Wispa bars and some dairy milks and whatever. And this particular day, I was starving, absolutely starving, as I usually am. And I usually drink coffee when I'm starving on whenever I'm dieting because it, coffee is an appetite suppressant and that usually helps. And so I was standing and making coffee and I thought to myself, oh, can I have a protein bar? Will I not have protein bar? Can I afford it? And I thought, I'll check my macros to see if you can have protein bars. So I was looking at a protein bar. And then I thought, and then I was like, oh, I don't know. So I opened the drawer anyway, and I looked in the drawer and I saw the whispers, right? Whispers are not vegan. And they are definitely not on my diet plan. And I had a moment, you know, when you look in the drawer and I looked at my coffee and looked in the drawer and I looked at my coffee and I had this moment of, I could just eat one of those. Just eat one. There's nobody here. There's nobody around. Lee's in the kitchen. Ryan's not here. Nobody's going to know if I have one of these. And then I go through the whole, but Kim, they're not vegan. Do I care if they're not vegan? But I'm hungry. But I'm hungry. And then like the, the hangry person inside of you takes over. So I'm standing there making my coffee. So I went like this. Took it out of the drawer and I went. I took the wrap off and I went. I literally fucking inhaled that whisper bar. Not vegan, not on my diet, inhaled it. And I pretended I didn't. And I heard, and then, then, do you know what I did? I, I took the wrapper and I folded it up really, really small. And like I held it in my hand because my husband was moving around and doing whatever. And I didn't want him to see. Not only did I not want him to see that I'd eat something that wasn't vegan, I didn't want him to see something. That, I didn't want him to see me eating chocolate because he knew I was dieting. And so I was like, oh, whatever. So I then made my coffee and then I took that whisper wrapper and I went to the bin in the kitchen and I lifted something up in the bin and I put the whisper underneath it and shoved it down and put it down. So no one would see that I had eaten the whisper as if anyone was going to look in the bin and notice there was a whisper wrapper in there, right? So, and you might be going, oh, well, Kim, <laughs> you slept and you did it once. You know, it's fine. We'll forgive you. Uh, didn't just do it once. <laughs> so here's the problem with slipping, right? See when you slip. Have you ever heard the saying um, that the only, what is it? Oh, I always get it wrong. The only compromise between uh, something and poison is death. So basically what it means is if you have one drop of poison, you're going to die, right? You, you can't have one drop of poison and live. If you have one drop of poison, you're going to die. Once I had had one whisper bar, there was no way I was just having one. And so this kind of became a habit, right? So I would go then, I would, you know, it's almost like I would walk past, you know, the pantry and I would glance in to the drawer where the whispers were. Sometimes I walked on and sometimes I kind of reversed and I reversed it and I opened the drawer and I looked in and I thought, well, I walked in, I closed it and then I opened it and then I closed it. And this went on, this went on for, I would say about a month when I started sneaking whisper bars. And there was a little part inside of me was dying because not only am I not vegan, and not only am I not vegan, or not only am I vegan, I am the fucking sculpted vegan. I am like, <laughs> you know, I am like the sculpted vegan. And I, you know, and so I, I can't let anyone see that I've eaten something that isn't vegan and that I've not only that, but like I'm constantly preaching about being a bodybuilder and staying on your goals and pulling up your big girl panties and getting on with it. And here I am like a child sneaking candy, stuffing whisper bars in my mouth. Now, don't get me wrong. I wasn't like 
throwing five or six of them in, but I started sneaking them and I started like taking them out and like having a little half and then like wrapping it up and putting it back again. Or I would have a half and I would hide it somewhere so no one I'd known I'd have a half. Or then I would take the, or like I would have one, I would always hide the thing. I'd begin to like wrap up the wisp of things and like tuck them into my pants and then bring them into the office here and throw them in the bin in the office so no one in the house would see. And this only went on for, and then one day I caught myself on, I think I stopped dieting. So then I stopped craving chocolate because when you're dieting, you really crave, you know, sweet, sugary stuff. And then whenever, so then whenever I stopped dieting, I, I basically stopped doing it. And then the problem was it kind of became okay. And then I was like, oh yeah, like had a couple of whisper bars. Maybe I could have other chocolate. Now I haven't, okay. I caught myself on and I, I didn't even catch myself on. I didn't like make a decision one day not to do it. I just haven't eaten chocolate bars now because I'm on much higher calories and I haven't had any, any need to. But I would love to sit here and say, one day I had an epiphany and I realized the error of my ways and I stopped having chocolate bars because I realized cows were dying to make them up. No, it was nothing like that really. And I don't ever preach that stuff anyway. Um, I just, it just stopped being important to me because I stopped dieting. Now, here's the reason why I'm telling you this. First of all, because I'm not perfect either. It's very easy to look at me and think, oh, it's all right for Kim Constable because she is perfect. I am far from perfect. The second reason why I'm telling you this is because I wanted to thank you. I wanted to thank all of you because see if I hadn't seen and heard your dirty little secrets, if I hadn't seen you being so brave and sharing, I don't think I would have come on here and been so brave. You and your bravery has inspired me to come on here and be brave and honest. And I have a lot to lose because this is being recorded for a podcast episode, which is going to be downloaded by 250,000 people, which I only just realized as I was telling you the story. Um, and I did have a wee moment of maybe I could get my video, um, my creative director to edit this out <laughs> so that it didn't go out on a podcast and it kind of stayed here in the group. But you know what? Here's the thing. It's out in the open anyway. You all know about it now. In fact, everyone in the office knows about it. In fact, I don't think uh, Christina is ready to leave sitting opposite me. She can't She can't work for someone who's just so disintegrated. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. So I wanted to tell you guys that I'm, I'm hoping the ones of you, that the, 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 the ones here who haven't shared their secrets, who still think that this little part of themselves is bad and wrong and should be punished and kept away, see if you don't bring that part out. You ain't getting anywhere, sister. You ain't. You will never ever achieve your body goal if you do not search for the parts of yourself that you are hiding because it's those parts that are keeping you stuck it's not that you can't be strong you can't be strong you're here you're live you're showing up every day you're doing the work there's a part of you really really wants this but it's the part of you like me that's sneaking the whisper bars that's eating things that aren't vegan, that are chocolate and hiding the wrappers and shoving them under. Like, do you think my husband gives a shit if I eat a dairy milk whisper bar? Do you think he actually gives a damn? No, he doesn't give a damn, but I don't want him to see me doing it because I don't want to acknowledge I have this part of myself because I think it's bad. So the minute I think it's bad, I perceive that everybody else thinks it bad, but he doesn't care. And also, here's the thing, I don't want to be held accountable. I don't want him to say, I thought you were dieting. Because then I have to admit that I'm not perfect. And God forbid that I might admit that I'm not perfect. I know I'm not perfect. And in our minds, we all go, well, that's fine, Kim, because you, I know that you're not perfect. And I might say, well, I know I'm not perfect. But let me tell you, it's much harder to admit that you're not perfect. And to stand there with the whisper bar and eat it in front of him saying, not only am I dieting, but I am vegan and I'm eating a dairy milk bar. And I'm okay about that because I'm imperfect. The minute you can stand up and do that and you can bring that part of yourself out of the darkness and into the light, that is when you're gonna start to transform and not a minute sooner. And so although this story isn't really part of what I'm gonna teach you today, I wanted to tell you it at the very beginning because I think it is so important that you know that I'm not perfect and you're not perfect and it's not the part of yourself that is coming to class every day that you need to bring to class every day. You need to bring the other parts of yourself to class every day, the parts that are hiding, the parts that are in the darkness, the parts that are sneaking French fries and potato chips and chocolate cake and eating Mars bars and in the car driving home from work so no one will see you. That's the part you need to bring to class every day because that is the part that is holding you back. So I beseech you to look for those parts of yourself that you are hiding. And if you're not ready to show them to your loved ones or your family or your friends, 
Maybe you've chosen a husband who will, or a wife, or a family member who will punish those parts of you because they too have those parts of themselves that they hide. And don't forget, if someone punishes you for falling off the wagon or eating a chocolate bar or eating sugar or not exercising, it's because they have a part of themselves that they are hiding. And they punish it in themselves. So when they see you doing the thing that they punish in themselves, they want to punish you because they want to stop it from existing in the world. When we have something we don't like about ourselves, we annihilate it. We want to deny it, shut it down, kill it off, suffocate it of oxygen. We don't want to see it in ourselves and we certainly don't want to see it in the world. So if I have a rule about something and I see you breaking my rule, I'm going to punish you. I'm going to say, I thought you were dieting. Thought you weren't. Why, why are you eating that? You shouldn't be eating sugar. You shouldn't do that. Or you're so fat. You're so ugly. You're disgusting. You can't even, you're so lazy. You can't even get off the, the couch. See someone who says that to you, they have a rule for themselves that that is bad. So they're going to punish you for breaking their rule. Nothing to do with you. You need to clear those people out of your lives and you need to stop being that way with yourself because you are not lazy. You are not fat. You are not disgusting. You are a human being who is disintegrated. You are a human being who compartmentalizes the good parts and the bad parts of themselves, but you are not one dimensional. You are two dimensional. You have two sides to yourself. And if you don't acknowledge and embrace both sides, you will never achieve your fitness goal. That's what I've done to be successful in my life, in business and in bodybuilding. I have, I have, I have looked for the parts of myself that are, that I believe to be bad, that I punish, that I make wrong. And I brought them into the light and I've examined them and said, why, why am I this way? And how can I overcome it? So that's what you need to do too. So we are going to uh, move into today's training, which I think you're going to love. Um, so yesterday, hope you guys, that was like a swift, you're like, oh, hanging on to my every word. And that's like, right, okay, change of gear. Let's go sideways. You're like, fucking hell, Kim, that was a swift change. Right, so here's what we have for you in color today. Susie printed it for me in color. Um, we have uh, a PDF download that you are going to download at the end of this training. And this is going to teach you everything that you need to do to figure out how much you actually are eating. So here's what we're going to do first, right? We are going to do, so I have a sweaty upper lip. I'm just going to blot my upper lip. Got a wee bit sweaty there, telling you my dirty little secret that I have non-vegan chocolate. Don't judge me, please. Um, so uh, let me see, my fitness pal. Let me pull up my fitness pal. So here is what we're going to do. I'm going to teach you my fitness pal. So I'm going to close all my apps here. And I'm actually going to put my phone into airplane mode so that nobody rings me because that would be diabolical. Um, and then... I'm going to share my screen. So this is the inside of um, my fitness pal. Let me see if I can do this. What will happen? Will it make it too small? Yeah, I think this is probably better. Even though I'm tiny, this is here. So um, this is the inside of my fitness pal. I'm going to do this tutorial first, and then I'm going to explain to you why and how we do things. So today you are going to download my fitness pal. They have a free version. And I understand that not everybody has the finances for the paid version, but you can get a 30 day free trial. So I would highly recommend that you sign up to the paid version, which I think is about $10 a month, seven pounds a month here in the UK. So I would highly recommend that you sign up to the paid version because it is going to give you loads of extra features. I do know people, loads of people who have used the non-paid version and had really good results with it, but I've never, ever used the non-paid version. So I cannot demo that to you, unfortunately. So we are going to, um, you're going to download the paid version into my fitness pal, and you are going to track your food and your nutrients for the next 24 hours. Now, what we're going to do first, and the reason why this is so important is because yesterday you worked out how much you should be eating to maintain your current body composition. Okay. So, and that was just, that's what your TDEE is, your total daily energy expenditure with, you know, how much muscle you have and how much body fat and all the rest of it. And then you worked out your activity factor, which will give you a number. Now, one thing I will say before we move on is many of you were, um, underestimating your body fat and overestimating your activity factor. So 
whenever I just want you to revisit that. Just listen very quickly before we go to my fitness pal. Um, I'll make myself a little bit bigger so you can see me. So what I want you to just go back and check is that your body fat is correct. I don't want you to use scales to measure your body fat. I don't want you to use any kind of other method to use your to measure uh, to estimate your body fat other than the pictures that were in yesterday's PDF. Now the reason why I'm saying this is because I was helping one particular woman in the group. Um, and as soon as I looked at her body, as soon as I looked at her TDEE, I knew that it was wrong. She was 200 pounds in weight. She was the same height as me, five foot eight, but she had underestimated her body fat because she had used scales. She had stood on Renpo scales and they told her her body fat was 26%. Her body fat was about 37%. So this had, this had made her TDEE very high. Now, how did I know this was off? Because her weight was 200 pounds. I weigh 150 pounds and her body fat was 26%. This meant that she had like 147 pounds of her body was pure muscle or 157 or something. 137 pounds of my body is muscle. So I said to her, you have more muscle than me. And I would very much doubt that that is true. So I knew that her body fat had to be off. So whenever she, whenever I checked her body fat, I said to her, you need to go back and do, redo your calculations because she had much more body fat and much less muscle than she thought, which threw her TDEE off. So if you haven't used the pictures in the PDF to estimate your body fat, if you're a little over, a little under, it's not gonna matter that much, about 4% either way, doesn't matter. Um, you need to do that. And then secondly, Many of us want to think that we are doing more than we're doing. In fact, we are we are so determined that we are moderately active. We're not lightly active. It, it's not possible because I train three days a week in the gym or four days a week in the gym and I do 30 minutes walking every day. I must be moderately active. Let me tell you something, right? I am moderately active. I do 25 to 35,000 steps per day, which includes 60 minutes of cardio and I train in the gym five days a week intensely. My squat in the gym on an incline hack squat on Tuesday was 220 kilos. That's 480 pounds. That's how much I was squatting. So unless you're squatting 480 pounds, you're probably not working as hard as me. So I'm not saying this to shame you. I'm saying this to let you know what kind of intensity I train with. And I literally never sit down from the minute I get up in the morning. And I consider myself to be moderately active. It's better to underestimate than overestimate. Why? Because eating less than you need to eat will help you to achieve your fat loss goal. If you overestimate, yes, it may give you more calories, but giving yourself more calories just because you think you should have them isn't going to help you achieve your goal. So definitely make sure your body fat is as accurate as you can get it. And also make sure that you are not overestimating your activity unless you are running marathons on a weekly basis, I would not say anyone in this group is more than moderately active. In fact, I would say most of you are sedentary or lightly active. Okay, lecture over. So here is what I want you to do um, with my fitness pal. So I want you to download my fitness pal. And whenever you go into my fitness pal, see down at the bottom here, the three little buttons down at the right hand side. I think whenever you log in, you're going to see this. Okay, this is kind of your home screen. So whenever you log in, I want you to go to more. See the little buttons down in the very right hand corner? click on more. And then whenever you're in here, you're going to go into here, nutrition. Okay. So whenever you go into nutrition, it's going to look like this. These tabs at the top, calories, nutrients, and macros, you can move around these tabs, but the most important one that you're going to see here is your goal. You click on your goal, and this is where I want you to input the calories that you got yesterday for your TDEE. So let's say my calories for my TDEE were 2000. Okay, that's what we don't want to go under or over. I don't even want you to think about that. I'm going to teach you that tomorrow. So I'm going to put in 2000 and then I'm going to click this little tick to say that's it. Now I want everybody to set their percentages at 30% carbohydrate. 40% protein and 30% fat, okay? This is a normal range of carbs, proteins, and fats. Whenever I am dieting, I will usually have protein at 45% and I will have fat at 25%. So I will go lower on fat and higher on protein. Sometimes I even go as high as 50% protein, but that's if I'm on a very short diet. But this kind of, uh, this ratio is what you want here. If you were working more precisely and you were working with body fats and grams and all that kind of stuff, you could put in your own grams, but you don't need to. You just, you just work with percentages today. This is just 
a fact-finding mission, just a data gathering exercise, okay? So it doesn't need to be perfect. So once you have that worked out, it will change your calories here to 2,000. Now, here is sometimes what happens. Whenever I click this arrow in the top left-hand corner, where underneath where it says search, it'll bring me back to here. Now, do you see how it hasn't changed the goal? It's still on 1,500. Sometimes you have to press it and go in and out a few times. Sometimes you actually have to close the damn thing, and then you have to go in again. Now it's changed it to 2000. So it's a wee glitch in my fitness pal system. Sometimes you actually have to close the entire app and go back in. Now it's setting it at 2000. Now at the top here, for those of you who don't know, you've got your carbs, fats, and proteins. You see them at the very top, those little circles. What that basically means is as you input food for the day, this is like a dartboard. These are the totals that you are allowed. And as you eat food and input it, it's going to deduct from these totals. So as you input protein, it's literally just going to deduct from your protein. So in order to input food, there's two ways you can do it. You can press the plus at the bottom and it's going to bring up this wonky thing, which I don't like. And by the way, you never, ever sync this with your Fitbit and you never input your exercise. If you input your exercise, it's going to give you more calories to eat for the day. You've already worked out your exercise when you did the calculations yesterday. You do not need to put calculations in here. Okay, so never, ever, ever sync this with your Fitbit and never have this inputting your exercise. So here you are going to go to diary. Do you see down at the bottom beside home? You're going to click on diary. Now you can change these inputs. Um, I have, as you can see, breakfast, post-workout, lunch, dinner, evening snack, coffees, and just ignore the exercise. If you want to change these to how you eat, you can do this by clicking more in the bottom right-hand corner. And then you go to settings. I'll go back just so you can see which one it is. Settings down here in gray, see? Then whenever you go into settings, you go to diary settings. And then here you can customize meal names. So you can change these to your meal names. I wonder, can you take out exercise? Actually, I've never looked at that. Um, no, never have. Okay, so let's go back to the main page and let's go to diary. So what I want you to do for the next 24 hours until we meet here tomorrow is I want you to input the food that you eat between now and tomorrow. I don't want you to change a single thing. If you suddenly now become aware or conscious of the food that you are eating and you try to change it or eat less, and if you if you like, oh, I had that Mars bar on the way home and I don't want to input that, no one's going to know. No one's checking your diary entries. No one cares. The only person you're cheating is yourself. And remember that part of yourself that you want to hide that will eat the Mars bar on the way home and then pretend that you didn't and not put it in my fitness pal. Just because you don't put it in my fitness pal doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. It does. Okay, so I want you to be really honest and I want you to just input whatever you um, whatever you eat. I can see a, a comment coming up. Jenny is saying Kim says she's never used the free version. I can't. I've never used the free version. Um, I can't show the free version because I've never used it. Not even one day. The minute I decided I was going to change my body, I signed up for the paid version, even though I had no money and I was a stay at home mom because I committed to the process. And I and I was and I know that when you put money on the line, you, you show up and you take it more seriously. So I would recommend that you do the same, if you can, if it's in your budget. But you can get a 30-day free trial. So what I want you to do is, I want you to simply start inputting your food. Now, if you go to breakfast and you click add food, it's going to bring up, you, here you can see that I have, you know, history, I have foods that I've eaten before, I have recipes in here that my chef has made, so he inputs loads of recipes in here. Um, I don't have anything in meals or food. So if you have stuff in here that it, you know, you've used previously, it's going to bring it up as a suggestion. If you don't have anything in here, and let's say you had, say you had cornflakes for breakfast, okay? You have two options here. You can search for cornflakes. You just type it in and then you click search. So my fitness pal is going to bring you up all of these different options. You want to look for the one with the green tick because the one with the green tick means it's been verified by my fitness pal. All of these other options are inputs that other people around the world have put into MyFitnessPal. They're not always correct. So you always want to check that the inputs are correct as much as you can, because sometimes they can be really off. 
So let's say cornflakes here, 30 grams. Now, I have a question for you. Have you ever actually measured 30 grams of cornflakes? <laughs> you know the way they say on the back, oh, it's one serving is only 100 calories. One serving of cornflakes is two tablespoons. Two tablespoons. It's like a, it's like a, it's not even a child size portion. It's like a, it's like a baby size portion. It's tiny. Most people do not have two tablespoons of cornflakes. Most people have a full bowl of cornflakes. So if you're having cornflakes for breakfast, you need to set the bowl on the scale. And then you need to pour the cornflakes into the bowl when it's set to zero. And you need to weigh how many you would normally have. Don't try and hold it back. Just pour it in. You would say, I would normally have that amount. Let's say that's 150 grams. What you're going to do now is you're going to go into serving size. You're going to change this to one gram. And then you're going to go into number of servings and you're going to put in 150. Okay, 150 grams of cornflakes. As you can see, it is 500 calories. And then you're going to hit the tick in the top right-hand corner. And then you're going to hit add at the very bottom. And that is going to put the cornflakes into your breakfast. Then let's say mid-morning, you have a snack. Let's say mid-morning, you have a bagel. We have some bagels here. Well, this is the second way that you can input um, stuff into my fitness pal. If you... Uh, mm, Hang on, where is it? Uh, oh yeah, up at the top. So up at the top here, you can see, actually, I think we can do it here as well. Let me go back and see, post-workout, add food. Yeah, okay. So whenever you click post-workout here, whenever you click add food, do you see the scan barcode? Now they now have this thing called scan meal. I would never scan my meal and let them guess what is in it. Definitely would not do that. But you can click scan barcode. Now, here's what happens whenever you click scan the barcode. You can, oh, look, see, look, here you can see my office. Like, there's Christina in the background. I always do this to her. She's like, she's done. look, there's me. This is what I can see in the background, just to let you all know. It's what I can see in front of you, and you just all see this lovely thing in the background. So anyway, here's what happens. See, whenever you do this and you hold it over the barcode, I didn't even press anything. It just picked it up. You can see that it will scan the bagel and it will bring it up. This is the most accurate way to track your food. So it can bring up serving size 85 grams, one bagel. Then you click the tick in the top right-hand corner and you click add. Now you have a bagel in there. Let's say you have butter on your bagel. Let's say you have 15 grams of butter. Let's say it's not even, let's say it's not even um, vegan butter. It's regular butter. And let's say you have a tablespoon of butter. You're going to put in 15 grams, which is a tablespoon, and then you're going to add it. So you're having a bagel with butter. And then let's say you also have a, let's say you go to your, your evening snack and you decide that you're going to have a protein shake. Here we have the Wonder Shake. This is the protein powder that we recommend from the Protein Works. If you use the code TSV50, you get 50% off at checkout, which is amazing. So let's see what the barcode is here. It's on the top. This is Chalk Mint Brownie. This is head trainer Laura's. Let's see, is it picking it up? Yep, there we are scan the barcode and you go in here Scurve, serving size is one scoop okay that's fine and then you go to here and you say well i had two scoops so i'm going to add that in and now chalk mint brownie is in so this is how you're going to add your food now if for dinner you had lasagna uh can't spell so let's say you had lasagna for dinner, right? Then you're going to click lasagna and you're going to search, okay? This is going to bring up all the different lasagnas that are in MyFitnessPal. It's not going to be accurate because you're just guessing at the minute. So you're going to say, okay, lasagna, let's say you're not even vegan. Let's say you have a beef lasagna. So you're looking up here. Um, let's look up lasagna, homemade, homemade lasagna. There we are. Beef, homemade lasagna, one portion. Um, well, there's a hundred grams. Let's say you weighed your lasagna. Okay. And in your lasagna, you realize there was 500 grams, but you're going to go in here and you're going to put in five, 
which most, most lasagnas are 500 grams, serving size 100 grams, and you're going to add that in. So what's going to happen here as you add in your food is it's going to deduct from the very top. Now, as you can see, it is all, you're already 56 grams of carbs over what you should have allowed for. And Christina's just asked me here to check the macros because I may have inputted them incorrectly. So I'm just going to go back here and check what I had done. My goal. So protein should be 40 percent. Just to, just to clarify, your macros can be your macros will change depending on your goal. If you are building muscle, quite often you can have a higher carb goal. You can have 40, 40 carb and you can have 30 protein. Quite often, though, and recently, I've had a much higher protein and a lower carb simply because I find that my body becomes more thermogenic and burns more fat that way. So for the purpose of this tutorial, stick with 40 protein, 30 carb, and 30 fat. But if you were in our 18-month Sculpt and Shred program and you were going into a build, then you would go with a higher carb and a lower protein. If you're ever doing a shred, you go for slightly higher protein and slightly lower carb. But I want to tell you something. Do not panic or freak out about this. Whoa, what did Kim say? Oh my God, did she say 45? She said 40. I think she said higher protein over it. People start to really panic. It's not going to matter if you have 40% protein or 30% protein. 10% extra or less carbs consistently over a long period of time really isn't going to matter. And see, whenever I'm teaching you this stuff, I want you guys to play the long game, okay? If you were on a four-week shred or a one-week shred, then yes, your balance of macros and carbohydrates would be very, very important. But if you're playing the long game, which I hope you all are, and I am going to give you a four-week fat loss plan tomorrow, but that four-week fat loss plan is not a crash diet. The four-week fat loss plan is something that you can try for four weeks, which is tailored to your particular body, which you can then use to get started on your journey. So if you were on a crash a crash shred for like four weeks, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, then you would um, you would need to be very precise with your macros. But if you're playing the long game, which I hope you guys are, then you're, it's not going to matter if your macros are, some people I know go higher fat, lower carb. Some people go higher carb, lower fat. Some people higher protein, lower carb. You just need to play around with the balance of what works for your body. What we normally recommend in the Sculpt and Shred for a regular maintenance program is 40% carb, 30% protein, 30% fat. However, what I usually recommend whenever you're on a fat loss plan is higher, higher protein, lower carb. So 40% carb and 30%, sorry, 40% protein, 30% carb. So I just wanted to clear that up. Thank you, Laura, for bringing that up. Just to make sure there's no there's consistency. So this is uh, this is how you go about inputting your food. So I absolutely do not want you to change anything here, nothing whatsoever. And if you for lunch, let's say you have um, a uh, let's say you have an avocado and tomato sandwich, right? So you're going to put in, uh, let's say it's on white bread. You're going to put in white bread. Here we are, two slices of white bread, excellent. Add that in. Then you're gonna put in uh, vegan cheese. Let's see what comes up. Um, one slice of vegan cheese, excellent, let's put that in. And then you're gonna put in, uh, let's say you have a, so then you have tomato, right? Oh, nearly can spell. So cherry tomatoes, 25, 50 grams cherry tomatoes, excellent. Let's say you then have a packet of chips. So let's say you have salt, Salt and vinegar crisps. Here we are. Salt and vinegar crisps. And if you have the pa the, the packet, you can scan. That's great. If you don't, you just put them in there. 130 calories. So this is how you're going to add up your day. Now, let's say after dinner, you also decide to have a Mars bar. Let's put in a whisper, will we? Okay, here we are. Cadbury's whisker, whisper. 25 gram bar which is quite small. Um, let's say you have one of those and you put that in too. So I want you to put in everything that you eat so that you can get an accurate diary representation of what you're eating in a normal day's food. And then you're going to look at it and be probably horrified by how off your macros are. So look at look at my macros with what I've just put in, which I would say is kind of a standard diet. I mean, even the high even the two scoops of protein powder I put in, not a lot of people will be having that. I'm 111 carbs, uh, grams of carbs over what I should be having. I'm 15 grams of fat over what I should be having. And I'm 100 grams of protein lower 
than I should be having, which really, really is quite horrifying. So let's go into, um, if someone's asking alcohol, yes, of course, alcohol, 100%. So everything you eat, everything you eat and drink, right? So let's say you have uh, a glass of white wine with dinner. Let's say you have two glasses of white wine with dinner. So if you know what wine it is, actually, let's say you have um, um, Cloudy Bay. It's the first, I don't drink white wine, really. So it's the first one I can think of. Okay, here we are. Wine, Cloudy Bay. Uh, one glass. Well, there's no, one glass isn't really a serving size. So let's say you have, <sighs> don't know, can't find Cloudy Bay. Let's say you have, um, this one here, which is in Mills. Oyster Bay, Sauvignon Blanc, 175 mils, right? You've measured your wine, so you know what you're having. Let's say you have two of those. You put those into, that's 334 calories, by the way, in two glasses of wine. It's horrifying how many calories are in wine. So any alcohol you have, any fizzy drinks that you have, any um, anything that passes your lips, I want you to scan the barcode or I want you to... Um, input it into my fitness pal, but I want you to track it for 24 hours. And this is going, so today, the reason why it was really important for me to tell the story in the beginning was because today is the day that you have to bring the little part of yourself that you hide to class. That little part of yourself has to be present whenever you are doing my fitness pal so that you don't hide the chocolate and you don't hide the crisps and you don't pretend that you only had one glass of wine when you really had two and you don't pretend it was a small glass when it was really a large because you don't actually help anyone least of all yourself whenever you do that one other thing that i want you to remember is that everyone starts somewhere. Everyone starts somewhere. And I really want you to get out of the, the mindset that there's some kind of rush or some kind of prize for the person who makes the most progress the quickest. There really isn't. There's no rush here. We're not, and when I say there's no rush, what I mean is, yes, I'm teaching you all these strategies and you're having all of these epiphanies and all of these mindset changes and, and, it's, and it's wonderful. And quite often that can make you get like a little, um, a little like, I just want it to happen quickly and as fast as possible. And, and you can get like frustrated and, and you can, you know, want to slash your calories. Now that you're aware of it, well, God damn, you're not going to eat all those calories from now on. You're going to be like the non-calorie eater and you're going to eat 600 calories a day and you're going to exercise. You're not. Okay. There's no rush. If you're, if your diet, whenever you start tracking in my fitness pal is horrendous, which I really hope it is. You can actually get the data then that's fine. You didn't know any better. You're not a bad person. You just you just didn't know any better. And if you had a known better, then you would have acted better. If you had have known that your diet was, you know, you're eating far too many calories, which you probably did know because you're getting a wee bit fatter every day. Um, but if you had have known just how bad it was, you probably would have changed, right? It's like smoking. Whenever we pretend that smoking doesn't hurt us. I smoked for years. And because I couldn't see the effects of the smoking, because it was on the inside, not the outside, I just pretended that it didn't hurt me. And I still do that sometimes. After one of our really successful launches last year, we stood in here, and Rachel smoked at the time. She doesn't smoke anymore. We stood in there and we had a cigarette. Afterwards, I smoked a cigarette, right? And I went home and I told my husband, I was like, I smoked a cigarette. And he was like, why? It's like, I don't know, it just felt like doing it, right? So, you know, but we pretend that things don't hurt us and one cigarette really doesn't hurt you. Your body can recover from that. But if you smoke 20 cigarettes a day over a long period of time, then you're not going to recover just as well. So I want you to just relax, track your food, do my fitness pal. Don't worry about it too much. If it's worse than you thought, great. It's just data. If it's better than you thought, fantastic. But it's just data. So one last thing I want to say to you. Um, before we finish is that if you, you can't get too caught up in the things you do well or the things you do badly. Because if you become prideful over the fact of, oh, well, I tracked my MyFitnessPal and I, 
I was perfect and I was bang on my macros and oh, I feel so validated because everything I've been doing is correct and I've been you know, eating lots of protein and doing everything that Kim said and that means I'm a good soldier. You cannot get too prideful about the things that you do well because if you get prideful about that, then you have to also own the things you do badly. But the beautiful thing about not getting too caught up about the things you do badly is that you also don't get too excited about the things that you do well. It's like the good comments and the bad comments. People always say to me, you know, I get a lot of hate written about me online. Shocking, I know, because I'm so wonderful. But I get a lot of shitty things said about me. A lot of people fucking hate me, right? I'm not vegan enough to be vegan, clearly, after my story I told you earlier. So I'm not vegan enough to be vegan, and I'm narcissistic, and I'm big-headed, and um, ever since I became successful, the fame has gone to my head, and I'm boastful, and what are some of the other shitty things people say about me? Oh, yes, my face is frozen because I get so much Botox and I have no expression and I'm beginning to look plastic and fake. Um, oh, my God, the, the, uh, you've no idea. The, the insults that are thrown at me are horrendous. I have been called some of the shittiest, most nasty names you could ever imagine. And I really don't care. And people say to me, does it not bother you? And I say, no. And they say, how can it not bother you? And I say, because I, I am not in love with my image of myself. I, am, I, I don't care what other people think about me. And that goes both ways. I don't, I don't get invested in the bad stuff they say, but equally, I don't get invested in the good stuff they say. When people talk about me and say, which they do every day, and they say to me, I have saved their life, I've saved their marriage, I've inspired them, you know, I, I get the, the most incredible compliments, the best compliments of my life. And they're lovely, and I would never take it for granted that someone has me as their body goal or as their role model or that I inspire people, but I don't get too invested in it because if I got too invested in that, then it would mean I would, if I took that seriously, the good stuff, then I would have to take the bad stuff seriously. So people's bad opinion, opinion of you doesn't matter and people's good opinion of you doesn't matter because either way, either they see what you're doing and it reminds them of what they're not doing and they wanna punish you, which is what happens when people try and tear me down, or they see you and they, they see a part of themselves in you that they love. And they want to they want to reward you for being that way because they want to bring more of that part of themselves out. Either way, it's nothing about you. And that's what I try and tell people. When someone praises you and says, you are the most inspiring, wonderful, amazing woman, it's not really you they're talking about. They're saying, I have this part of me and I love this part of me and I want to have more of me in the world, more of this part of me expressed in the world. So when I see you expressing this part of me that I love, I wanna celebrate you because I love this part of me. Just like when people see me doing something that they deem to be narcissistic or big headed or, um, or what are some of the other shitty things they say about me, Christina? I look, yeah, and oh yeah, I've really, I fake tits, and I'm far too muscular like a man, and all of these shitty things, and whenever they say that about me, it's not really me they're talking about, they just, seeing me doing something in the world causes them pain, and they want to, they want to shut me down so they can stop feeling pain, nothing about, nothing to do with me, so the reason why I'm telling you this is because if you do this, my fitness pal, and you realize that you have been eating all the wrong foods, well, you've been eating all the wrong foods, doesn't change who you are, doesn't change who you are on the inside, doesn't make you a bad person, just means you've been eating the wrong foods and the effect of eating the wrong food is you have a bit of extra body fat. Or if you look at my fitness pal and you realize you've been doing everything right, it doesn't mean anything about you, it just means that you've been doing everything right, but you're still the same person on the inside, maybe you don't have a little bit of extra body fat. So it's just cause and effect consequence. I put in a cause, I eat food, I get an effect, which is I either have extra body fat or I have less body fat. And so that's why maintaining a body over the long term just becomes a mathematical equation. Becomes, here's my TDEE, which you guys all worked out yesterday. What will happen if I eat less than my TDEE? Let's see. Let's do it consistently for a period of time and let's measure. So what will happen if I eat 200 calories less than my TDEE? What happens if I eat 10% below my TDEE? And I do that for four weeks. You measure four weeks. 
Measurements, measurements, measure yourself on the scale, look at your photos. Oh, wow, I lost body fat. Excellent. That obviously works. I'm going to continue with this for a while. And then you measure again. And you're like, I think I'd like to lose a little bit more. I'll maybe increase my cardio by five minutes and measure again, see what happens. So do you see how it becomes like a, just becomes a, a tool of measurement? It's, it's nothing to do with you as a person or your personhood or whether you're good or bad or you're capable or not capable or big or small or fat or thin or whatever. It just becomes a tool of measurement. If I do this, what will happen? You become like a scientist. You're, you're a scientist using your body as an experiment. What will happen if I do this? What would happen if I add in this? What will happen if I take away this? So you, you put in and you measure, you take away and you measure, you put out and you measure, you, you, you tone down and you measure, you're constantly measuring. And then you become excited to see the results. And they may not happen as quickly as you would like, but you're just gonna have to learn to be patient because nothing worth having ever happens quickly. It always takes time. Always, always, always takes time. Losing the first 30 pounds is easy. Keeping it off is the hard part because that is what requires habits to change. But you'll never change the habits if you don't bring out the dirty little secrets Bring them out in the open and share them with the world. Because it's those parts that are holding you back. And it's those parts that you really need to address. So I had so much more to share with you today. But um, <laughs> I ran out of time. Uh, tomorrow, can you believe it, is the last day of our five-day challenge. Tomorrow is going to be longer, okay? So I want you to prepare wherever you are in the world. We're going to go for about two hours tomorrow. We may even go for three because I do a long Q&A at the end. So I'm going to teach for about two hours because tomorrow is the really important part. And we're going to dive, try and be on time for two reasons. First one is I'm going to give away loads of cash. Like I really am. I'm going to give away thousands of dollars tomorrow just to celebrate the end of the five-day challenge. We are going to choose randomly from the uh, from the people who show up in the comments. You have to have accepted StreamYard's terms and conditions because if it says Facebook user, we can't choose you. So um, we're going to give away a couple of thousand dollars at the start. I'm just going to randomly choose people. I'm going to flick through all the comments. Christina, Christina's going to say stop, and I'm going to stop. I'm the first person at the top. I'm going to go and give away loads and loads and loads of cash at the very beginning. And then I'm going to give away cash in the middle. And then I'm going to give away cash at the end. I'm just going to give away loads of cash. Um, secondly, uh, second reason to show up tomorrow is that I'm going to open the Sculpt and Shred program at the end of tomorrow's live for anybody who wants to join. And I am going to be giving away, for anyone who joins within the first 24 hours, I'm going to be giving away loads and loads of extra cash, not cash bonuses, Low, bonuses worth thousands of dollars. And I mean thousands of dollars. So to reward everybody who showed up here, took action, did the challenge and has decided that they want to continue on this journey with me for the long term, we are going to be giving away so much stuff to anybody who takes the leap in the first 24 hours. But the program is going to be open for, I think, another 10 days. So it'll close on Sunday the 26th. And when it closes, it closes until next year. But we're going to open it tomorrow. We're going to keep it open until Sunday the 26th. And then it closes until, in fact, I don't even know when it'll open again because next March we're launching a menopause program. So we may, it may not open again for another 12 months. So this is the only chance you'll have to join for the next 12 months. Um, and then I'm going to do a Q&A at the end. I'm going to teach you tomorrow the very specifics of creating your four-week fat loss plan. I'm going to give you a gym program. I'm going to give you um, a diet plan. I'm going to give you uh, meal plans. I'm going to teach you all about carbs and fats and proteins and how to plan your food. Now you have everything that you need to know how to move forward. I'm going to teach you how to create that four-week fat loss plan. And we're going to dive straight into that tomorrow. There's not going to be a lot of talking and stories we're literally going to dive straight into it. And then I'm going to do a QA and a at the end. We have champagne here. Susie brought some Gilcart Samon. And we're going to be drinking champagne. And every time someone joins, we're going to shout out their name. And Susie's going to give us all PTSD with party poppers. And it's going to be so much fun. So show up tomorrow, same time, 4 p.m. UK time. Please try and show up live. It's going to be such a party. And I hope you'll do some day drinking with me wherever you are in the world. Just crack over a wee glass of champagne and it's Friday and we'll have that Friday feeling and we'll have a party. And then two more things before you go. Saturday, I'm going to be doing a live here in the group at 4 p.m. I'm going to be doing, because that's 
the 24 hour bonuses will nearly be finished. So anyone who's like, ah, on the fence about joining, I'm gonna do a live on Saturday. And then I can't even remember, we've loads of fun stuff happening next week. I'm gonna be here all week in the group, just chatting and helping stuff out. Coaches are gonna be doing stuff and it's gonna be really fun. I'm gonna love it. I've loved, loved, loved today. And I've loved having you with me and I love getting to know you all in the group. And I'm so inspired by every single one of you. And I adore you to the ends of the earth. So thank you so much for being here with me, for showing up for yourself, for walking this path with me. And I'll see you all tomorrow at 4 p.m. UK time for the last of this week's lives and the best of this week's lives, I have to say. Okay, have a great rest of the day wherever you are. I will see you all.